Tricast on this Sunday evening. Uh, with me tonight, we have two co-hosts, a regular, and somebody who's come back from the proverbial dead. We've got John Joe Cosgrove. <laughs> hey, everybody. Good to see you. And he's back, ladies and gentlemen, Josh Varney. <laughs> Josh, what's going on, what? man? Where have you been? Well, you know, I thought I've been a long, I've been away for a while, and you know, a bit like um, the rumors of my death have been greatly exaggerated. I thought I might as well make some kind of fucking appearance because you know what else am I going to do on a Sunday when it's a hundred fucking humidity outside in South Pitting Wales? <laughs> <laughs> This podcast is not for young children. Especially it's not Josh, for the light-hearted. Especially when Josh is around. No, I'm, I'm, I'm of the age of 40 years old now where it's just I really don't care any longer. But it's fun! That's <laughs> <laughs> oh. the time set. <laughs> um, yes, well, uh, it's, been, it's been a while. I've been off on holiday for a couple of weeks. so I've been, not a been, a, been a while! Been a while! Um, so yeah, it's good to be back. Uh, apologies for the mess behind me and stuff, but it's still sort of literally holiday stuff where I went, I need that, I don't need that, I need this, and I, I threw everything For the mess behind you. You haven't seen the clusterfuck I've got behind me when I've been redecorating this bloody room. <laughs> if you, see that, you, know that, you know that character in Labyrinth that's got everything on her back? That's right. what this room fucking looks like right now. <laughs> <laughs> Josh, like Jim is Henson walked in. Josh is currently going for the record of how many times he can say fuck within the first five minutes of a podcast. He's trying to I want to, <laughs> I want to beat from dusk till dawn. I really do. <laughs> uh, um, what was I going to say? Uh, oh, it's completely gone. Uh, I was, uh, is everybody okay? Is, are both of you fine? What, what, what have you been up to in my, in my absence? Oh, go on, Josh. I think you should go first. Well, we've not been jet-setting around the fucking world in Thailand, have we? No. It's not been the hangover part two in this fucking part of the world. No. It's been fucking terrible, Matt. It's like the arsehole of Satan outside. But if it was Tom Ellis, I'd probably say, can I have another? Well, that's it, man. The, when, I was, when I was in over in Thailand, it was like the weather was actually cooler than it was over here at one point in time. And I was trying to tell people, yeah, it's cold in the UK. And they're like, but it, it says it's 40 degrees here in London. <laughs> and I'm like... Yeah, it's it's never that hot. It's just obviously something that's happened because Matt's left the country. They've decided to um, <laughs> they've decided to just sort of bump up the heat and stuff. So yeah, as soon as I got Honestly, home, it started, it started raining again. So I was like, yeah, that sounds about right. It's like a Peter K sketch outside. It's like, oh, I like it warm. I don't like it this warm. It's like, fuck, I stayed inside. It's easier. <laughs> yeah, man, I was trying to I was trying to think about it. <laughs> I was sitting there, I was just like, you know, imagine living in a country where it's, like, hot all the time. Because there, like, they have two seasons. Rainy season where it's hot and wet, and then summer when it's just hot. And I'm just like, as much as I like the sun, and I don't like it when it rains, at least you can, if it's cold, you can kind of do something about it, as in you can just sort of kind of heating, and if you're outside, you can put on jackets and stuff. If it's warm, there's not a lot, other than air conditioning in a car or whatever. It's just warm, and it's just like you know, it can be quite unbearable. Yeah. So, yeah. all right, Matt. All right, Matt. Just because you're an attractive fucking guy who's thinner than most of us, let me tell you, give us some education right now. What it's like for a chonk. 
<laughs> if it's this kind of fucking weather for a guy that literally wears hockey jerseys and jorts and trainers, this weather is fucking terrible because you can't wear much that's not going to show you're a fat ass in most <laughs> fucking weather. So me now, thankfully, I've lost quite a considerable amount of fucking weight. But still, how much have you I lost have on? five. I've seen you. Nine stone. Oh, that's really good one. That's really good. Nine, nine stone in through the pandemic. And I've got like three more stone to go until I'm what the Americans call a healthy weight to fly. <laughs> Fuck you and everything you stand for. But yes, for a healthy weight where I'm not paying an extra $400 for, for a seat, because apparently my ass is yay big. Um, I've got three more stone to go through, plus my health and, you know, kids growing up and all that shit. But for a guy who wears 5XL jerseys, because I was 5XL at the time, um, my wardrobe hasn't got any t-shirts. I had to buy this. So yes, you don't understand. You know, the energy of Bernie Mac is flowing through me by saying, you don't understand. <laughs> I'm, 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 I'm super impressed, man. That's a lot. That's really good. What's, what, what was the key? What, what did you do? What helped you sort of drop the, drop the weight? Um, if this podcast wants to go that direction, okay. Um, my, my mental health wasn't really good when I was overweight. And I got to a point where I was incredibly suicidal. Um, and then me and John Joe went to Jay and Silent Bob Reboot. And I spoke to Kevin Smith. And for that fleeting five, ten minute chat I had with him about his journey with intermittent fasting. I went to Disneyland Paris with my family and my mum. And when I came home and the pandemic hit, I thought now is probably the perfect time to start. So I started 16 hours fasting with um, that window of eating, but I had one meal a day. I went total Japanese diet. And then I moved up to a permanent, which I'm still doing now, 20 hours fasting, and then a four hour um, eating window where I have one meal a day. And then that is it. And through the pandemic, I lost nine stone. And I continue to lose three pounds a week. That's really good, man. I, 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 have, good. I have to say, um, like, I, I have not lost as much as, and I've gained weight. Being, uh, when I was in Thailand, I gained two kilograms in Thailand. Cause they oh, eat, shit. They eat. We saw the pictures, you fat fuck. <laughs> they, they, like, they eat, like, four or five times a day, man. And, I, and it's not small meals. It's, like, big, heavy meals yeah. all the time. And even I, I couldn't I could deal with it. I was like, I can't deal with it. Because generally what I do, my sort I, of kind of... My... I, I was saying... Sorry, said again? No, I was just... I was just... I was going to say, what I was seeing from your photos, you weren't getting bowls of food. You are getting fucking wheelbarrows worth. I couldn't oh, believe right. yeah, it. There was just were troughs. There was just like... There were troughs. It's because obviously food's super cheap over there. Everything's super cheap over there, but it's just like, it's just super cheap, but it's just like, it, it, it's just constant. Just eat all the time. And I was just like, oh my God, I can't deal with this. But like, bear in mind, like I was, I got myself to about 95 kilograms. I was happy enough with that and stuff. And, um... I sort of put on like I think like a K 
kilogram and a half. It's like ninety six, ninety seven, or something. I was like, oh, it's a bit, you know, it's a sort of need to keep, need to drop that and stuff. Went to Thailand, gained another two, but I'd got myself to a point where I was eating one meal a day, like you you were saying. So basically, I'd have, um, I'd eat, um, like have nothing for breakfast. I've never been a big breakfast person anyway. The only time I'd ever eat breakfast is if I was super tired. Um, and getting up up early to go to work or something, having to go to into Manchester to work and stuff. But don't eat breakfast. At lunch, I just have like a protein uh, smoothie, uh, and then maybe do some weights or something. And then I'd have a big, a bigish meal in the evening, and that was it. And that worked quite well with losing weight. So I can see that you know you're probably a bit more regimented than I am, and you're obviously probably thinking about more about what you're eating but i think that the, the intermittent fasting thing does actually work and, oh, it doesn't it make you, and i don't make it i don't it doesn't make you feel as depressed about things and because i don't feel like in my big meal that i'm having to watch like I, I try not to have loads of crap like i'll give myself a weekend i'll maybe have you know pizza or something at the weekend and stuff like that but oh i have a cheat day i have uh, a friday is usually my cheat day because obviously when the kids finish school we go into town and we get like boba and you know we we have a takeaway but with my main meal like i said i went full japanese uh type diet so my diet consists of you know, chashu pork um mainly ramen um soup broths and noodles but it's like 90 percent veg on top so it's like bok choy it's mushrooms it's chives it's um scalloped onions it's all that stuff on top but the one thing i committed to was cutting 90 percent of sugar out of my diet mm. completely 90 percent of sugar so i have like one oreo a day that is it one oreo and i had one vice Coke. which is that yeah coke zero this is my only vice that i have through the day but i cheat because i have my tankard here but it's filled completely to the brim with ice oh, okay so you're not drinking as much no. no yep but it waters down the coke as well yeah so i like um I am really bad with sweet stuff. Like that's my bit. I like really, really my my whole family, like all the men in my family, have been a massive thing for sweets and stuff. Like always have been and stuff. And if there's sweets oh. in my house, like they're gone. They, it's so hard to sort of um, not eat them. So I, when I'm in that place, I just refuse to have anything that I can snack on in my house. And then my my inability to could be arsed to go to the shop stops me from eating any crap because I'm like oh, I can't be arsed going to the shop. So I just don't bother and stuff. So I, I might have a bowl of special K or something like that, or an apple or something like that, and then that keeps me sort of keeps me going basically. I I refuse to catch any kind of public transport if it's an easier walk anywhere, which you know my kids have become adapt to now because I walk everywhere anyway. So it's it's been one of those things where regular walks have kind of been the exercise of the day. I think it all adds uh, obviously being in, Oh, yeah, because being in Swansea, it's a coastal town. So I can leave my house, walk across the street, and I'm on the promenades of uh, the coast of um, Swansea beaches. So we could literally walk from my house down to the Mumbles oh. within an hour. And it's just, there's the exercise for the day. That's it. That's done. My son fucking hates it. My daughter loves it because she's very... <laughs> 
birds, animals, wildlife. She goes nuts for my son. You know, if I can tear him away from the 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 four poster fucking TV and his his games and his access to fucking technology, it's it, 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 I, I've done something good for the day. If I can tear him away from it, <laughs> other than that, he's stuck to it. <laughs> oh, anyway, anyway, so. Mm. It's uh, it's been a very very busy weekend um, for for nerds out there. Uh, San Diego Comic Con twenty twenty two has been a thing. Is has uh, has dropped pretty much ninety percent Marvel stuff, but some other interesting uh, things have come out as yeah. well. So um, oh. John Joe has a, a a list. He's come prepared. We have a list of things. Um, to to talk about across two pages oh, as well. well. Wait a minute! Wait a minute! The Geek Pride podcast is now prepared mm. for a podcast. Oh. Matt, what the fuck's going on? I've been away for too long. Oh, yeah, it's all about ad lib, and we just sort of kind of. I I wrote this about ten minutes beforehand. Yeah, to be honest, I was because I've got like uh, like a screen share thing. I was going to sort of kind of put up some of the videos and things, but me and my brother were playing Baldur's Gate, so I uh, didn't have time. That's my excuse. Okay, so Jojo, where are we starting off? <laughs> oh, okay. Um, so, um, so what's been interesting is that we now know that the um the upcoming Black Panther: Wakanda Forever is going to be the end of Phase Four. So we've basically done a whole phase of Marvel in less than two years, which is um very weird. But Black Panther: Wakanda Forever has had its uh, first trailer. Which looks really, really good. There is um, a hell of a lot of questions about what's going on, but we now know that we have Namor the Submariner, who looks fucking awesome in this film. Um, we've got our our first, um, you know, our first look at how they're doing all these underwater scenes. There's some great epic battles on the way. Still, don't know how they're addressing um, Chadwick Boseman's T'Challa. If they're just going to say. He died sometime before the film, or some people are thinking that his death might actually be caused by, you know, by the Atlanteans, or however, um, however they're going to address Namor and these people in this film. But um, I'm looking forward to it. I think it's going to be really good. Um, but guys, come on, you must have seen that trailer. What did you think of it? The Wakanda Forever one with the um, what was yeah. the, what was the song that they had going? Um... Uh, the oh no woman no cry no woman no cry yeah 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 uh what just one thing actually when you're talking about uh before we sort of go on to the trailer phase four right so i've got up i wonder if i can actually share uh can't share with you chat uh but put it on yeah well, the phase four well, so phase... phase four began uh, people should be able to see that if they're watching. If you're not, obviously, if you're listening to it, just we'll see nothing. But we'll try and explain it. <laughs> so, phase basically, it's a it's a thing, and I'm saying this is from uh 2021. So, the phase four was meant to be Black Widow, Shang Chi, Eternal, Spider Man. We got all these ones. Doctor um, uh, Doctor Strange, Multiverse Madness. Obviously, Thor: Love and Thunder is coming. Black Panther three which is going to be the end of four. Quantumania 
Um, so is Blade is Blade being moved on to uh, on to Phase mm. Five? Is Blade Phase Five? Because I know F- uh, Fantastic Four is Phase Five. Yeah, there's a reason for Blade being in Phase Five. Yeah. And then you've got Ironheart as well. I am Groot, which mm-hmm. seems to have sort of it hasn't been yeah. mentioned. She Hulk's being mentioned. Uh, I am Groot's got a trailer. Does it? I shared it. Yeah, it came out Friday. Ah, no, I didn't see that. God damn it. Shame. 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 I'd see what, man, because I I sat and I watched every single, like this morning, I woke up and went, you know what, I've missed a load of this stuff. I went and I went through everything. I thought I saw it all. Obviously, I didn't see it. I shared it to the podcast group. How dare you? Okay. Um... Then you've got Guardians of the Galaxy, the new Guardians of the Galaxy. Is that Phase 5 as well? Check. Yeah. yeah. Let's go yeah. on to that. Basically, the... everything from yeah, everything from Ant-Man and the Wasp's Mania, which is coming out on the 17th of February, everything from that up into the Thunderbolts on the 26th of July 2024, that is Phase 4. So, uh, Sorry, Phase 5. So that is literally Phase 5 in a year and a half. Oh, yeah, so Phase Five, we've got Quantum Mania, uh, Secret Invasion, um, the Guardians, uh, Echo, Marvels, Blade, Ironheart, Daredevil. Oh, I'm looking forward to the new Daredevil, man. Mm-hmm. Agatha, uh, Captain America. That's going to be interesting. And then Thunderbolts. Um, ninety percent of that, though, I think, is TV series. Yeah. Think so. Uh, they're sort of like half and half at the moment, but then the animated slate as well is looking really good. If um, if oh, you guys, the X-Men. Uh, yes, um, Joe, I've got it all here. The animated slate. If you want me to go for it quickly, no, we'll we'll, we'll go back to sort of Wakanda because oh, we, yeah, we didn't. We, uh, we okay. started kind of we sort of kind of sidetracked. Yeah. I, I moved Sorry, I've, I've, I've had to turn the camera off because I'm getting so much delay on my side. He's having a wank, in um, other words. <laughs> See, this is why it's not for children. Um, <laughs> not, not, I meant because of Josh, not because anyway. Um, 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 so yeah, Black Panther, Wakanda Forever. Um, yes, yeah, so it's the end of Phase Four. This is finally giving us a chance to see what they can do with the Black Panther IP without Chadwick Boseman. And the biggest talking point is who is wearing the Black Panther outfit at the end of the trailer. I honestly think it's a Koye. That is my yeah, that well, is my she, guess. She played it in the in the um in the comics, didn't she? Yeah. Mm. So but you also see you also see a start to Ironheart in the trailer as well. Oh yes. Yes we do. Um oh, so I'm... that is ele- oh come as the trailer went, it, it it looked it was quite evocative. Um you know, obviously, with it'll be interesting to see how they sort of deal with his death. Um, yeah, and you know, my 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 brain was completely just on the fritz this morning. And I was just like, you know, they were talking about Atlantis. They were they're going about fighting Atlanteans. So I was like, oh my god, I wonder if they're going to bring in. Um, they're going to bring in Aquaman. I went completely different thing, Matt. <laughs> and I was just like, "Why would they do that?" And I was just like, "They should totally do that." Wow. And I was just like, "Yeah, they're completely different things, Matt." And I was just like, oh. 
Yeah, that's okay. I suppose they can both have Atlanteans, I guess. I guess. <laughs> well, yeah. technically, Namor, Namor came before Aquaman. Namor was actually one of the very first Marvel heroes back in the late 30s, early 40s. All right, okay. There's something new every day. Mm. But, um, yeah, so I'm looking forward to the film. I think it's going to be good. Um, I think that that trailer has really built up my hype for it because I think before we saw anything on this film, I was almost thinking, what's the point of doing it? Like, in the nicest sense, not being horrible, what was the point of doing another Black Panther movie without having, you know, T'Challa? But I honestly think that they're going to keep very respectful to the storylines. They're going to give a lot of respect to Chadwick himself. And I'm looking forward to what hopefully will be possibly the best Marvel film of this year. You reckon? I'm... I'm confident just because I've wanted to see Namor in a Marvel movie for so long. And the fact that they're really going to push him as the anti-hero in this movie as well. They're really going to make him a proper antagonist. My, it's filling me with a lot of hope. Uh, my, uh, this, I'm going to have to, because um, my knowledge of him, character. Uh, let me Wikipedia him yeah. quickly here. <laughs> Um, um, yeah. Um, oh, he's Atlantean. You know, he's Atlantean. Yep. Dark X Men team affiliations. Oh, he was he was a member of the Avengers. Apparently, the Cabal, the Dark yep. Avengers, defend. Oh, he's in the Defenders. Uh, Deep Six, Fantastic. And the Illuminati. The Fantastic Four heroes of higher Illuminati. Yeah, Invaders, the Order, Phoenix Five, X Men. Interesting. If I remember. If I remember correctly, he was kicked out of the Avengers. Mm, he was. Because he's, ar- he's an asshole. <laughs> he's a Basically, huge asshole. Yeah, he, he's, he's stubborn. He's, he's one of these people that he doesn't like to... You know, I guess he's kind of like... He's like Iron Man without the technology. You know, He likes to think he's always right. He likes to think he can do everything by himself, that he's got the power over everyone. And then, you know... Namor is incre- incredibly arrogant. He, he's like the child who was never told no while he was growing up. And he's continued that arrogance because he's the ruler of uh, Atlantis, because he's the, 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 the born ruler of Atlantis, and he's carried on that ego. Mm. But in love uh-huh. with Susan Storm, which is quite interesting. Mm. But I, Joe, what, we've only got, what, just over three months until this movie's out? So we're gonna, yeah, we're gonna. So eleventh of November, twenty twenty two. So keep that, keep that date in your calendars. The last Marvel film for this year, but not the last Marvel project because we have got the Iron Group series on the tenth of August, as well as She Hulk on the seventeenth of August. Which I'm loving She Hulk. I think, I think that they've done some good work with the CGI. They've definitely touched up a lot of the areas which. Was a little bit concerning, and I am liking the comedy angle as well. I, and, um, you know, also as well, we've got pretty much confirmed, if we already had the Wong Cinematic Universe, we're about to have the Daredevil Cinematic Universe as well. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because he, he, he kind of appears at the end of the, of the trailer, doesn't he? Yeah. In his red and yellow suit, which I was very happy to see. Yeah, yeah. 
Uh, I thought it was great this. when they, when he turned up in Spider Man. Like I was just, just like yes, because yeah. I thought like Daredevil, you know, as a TV series, uh, was just absolutely superb. Loved it so much. Mm. It was so Which, good. Yeah. And Which we are going to talk about Daredevil a bit later as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do, do you reckon they'll? Um, oh, what's his name? Who's the guy who plays Punisher in the series? Um, John Burnfall. Yeah, yeah. Do you reckon he'll come back as Punisher? I think so. They have. They have to. He's perfect. They have. They have to because of a certain film they've got coming out that involves um, certain dark Mm. heroes in the Marvel timeline. Which, which would be the uh, Midnight Suns. Yes, which could possibly be um, a Phase Seven movie because they're already putting out. Even though they haven't put any dates of the films out yet, they're already talking about release dates of Phase Seven. Well, don't forget, in Phase 6, you've got eight unreleased um, titles yet. So, Phase phase 6 could be um, an interesting um, one. I've got the gaps, actually. So, when we go through some of these other films, I can tell you the other ones that are supposedly in development and um, their potential dates. But shall um, shall we talk about Phase because we got some very good information. Just just before just before we go on to that, well just just a quick question for you both, um, because I've had a few sort of WhatsApp groups, sort of kind of different types of WhatsApp groups. I'm in uh, people moaning about uh, Marvel just sort of over egging things now. It's just like they're not really interested in it because you know the original cast aren't there how do you feel about that do you think that they're sort of they can still make a big success of this bearing in mind all the big names are not there anymore if you follow comic book law if you follow comic book law and anything right no one team stays the same all the time all teams change new recruits coming old ones leave it's happened so many times through the years in the comic books all Marvel are doing is just following that suit. Yeah, and I, I personally don't think it's a problem. Um, you know, it, you know, it's just getting to the point that you know Marvel's just a, uh, it's just a thing. It's just, a, it's just a part of your life these days. It's just uh, something that you know you expect them to have something out. Um, I think DC have completely given up with the whole sort of kind of. Um, I think they've given up on, wow. on, on, on trying to sort of uh, make a, uh, an extended well, DC, universe, I think. They're just sort of going... DC, DC um, if you look at their showings from San Diego Comic-Con, they basically had Shazam. Black Adam and Shazam 2. That, yeah. that was basically their highlights, because um, at the moment, they, they're not ready to show anything on the new Aquaman movie. They're basically trying to almost bury the Flash movie, because Ezra Miller can't help but keep punching people. Um, so God knows, God knows what the fuck's happening there. Um, He's got to get but, replaced. There's no way they can keep him on. Keep him on, and yeah. it just doesn't mix. I, I just don't understand why they would do it. You know, I didn't. I didn't mind him as the Flash, to be honest. But he's an absolute dickhead in real life. So yeah. you know, it's just. <laughs> You know. But could you imagine being being part of these um, part of the Warner Brothers um, like team of lawyers and like every day they go um, right so Dave um, yeah Ezra's got in a bit of trouble again so you've got to go around there and defuse that situation again yeah well what's he done this time well you know he said he wanted to go back to Hawaii yeah he punched another person oh fuck's sake um, 
it's just like a never-ending saga. It's always every couple of weeks there always seems to be a new story about it and this and it just gets weirder and weirder and it's like wb are just doing whatever they can to try and bury these stories they go right we've already spent 250 million dollars on this fucking movie we can't change it now that's what it feels like i'm surprised uh, that the sort of like shazam was good and I, it's sort of as close to a marvel film as you're going to get with the comedy sort of side to it and a bit more slapstick mm. um and I, i'm guessing black adam's maybe going to be Maybe slightly darker, but on a similar vein um, as mm. that. Well, it, it sort of surprised me because I, you know, I watched the new Batman film, the one, um, the Batman, and I thought that was so superb. And with like films like the Joker, I think them going back to the whole darker side thing, you know, really being a mm. bit more gritty and stuff works well for I, DC. Yeah, I think this is what happened with DC. They were too. They were trying too much to do on Marvel. They were trying too much to replicate what worked for the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Whereas instead, they've gone, right, let's let people actually put together a vision of what they think these characters should be like. So, you know, know I've got to be honest, Robert Pattinson's version of Batman, I think is bloody awesome. And that film, I've I've seen, I've watched it three times now, and I I absolutely love it because it's very nice. It's very, it's very... Like it builds up really well. There's a great bit of action into it. It's very personal, very dark, and just, just I think just some of the best cinema, like cinematography, you're gonna find in a superhero movie for a long, long time. The thing with the bat, the thing with the Batman film is that it kind of brings it brings it back to what um, the Batman comic books were. And you know, this is this is not a superhero. This is a detective series. This is all, you know, he he, he was first in detective comics. Um, he was wow. never, he never called himself a superhero. It was, you know, the same with uh, Ra's al Ghul used to call him. Never used to call him Batman, always used to call him the detective. detective. Mm. Because that's exactly what it is. It's a detective's comic series. So mm. for them to ground it in the fact is this is a rich kid who wants to hide his identity in a persona but then that persona becomes who he is and Bruce Wayne is the mask. So them setting this up straight off the bat as this is purely a detective film. This is a crime film with essence of, you know, the, the hero complex in it. Then that sets the ground running perfectly. It's not going to be, you know, LED lights and luminescence and, you know, guys wearing face paints, you know, that glow in the dark shit and that <laughs> monstrosity from Joel Schumacher. Um, this was yeah. dark, gritty, and it set the tone perfectly for um, a great starting point to rebooting um, the Batman franchise. And mm. from what anybody says about Robert Pattinson's portrayal as Bruce Wayne, oh, he just looks like an emo kid. You're thinking, this is you, one Batman. He's meant to look like that. Yeah. This this is, and this is the Batman, I think, that we really, if if we'd had this kind of Batman in Batman v Superman, I think that would have really changed what we would have seen. I don't know if it would have worked. I don't know if it would have worked. No, but this is the thing. I like the older Batman. Yeah. But I think what they should have done is they should have gone either... I, I think the better way to look at it, look at the animated um, Dark Knight Returns, because they stuck very well with the 55-year-old Batman, so someone who had been in the park for so long, and then Superman was obviously still 
quite young, quite new to the job. But I love that version of Batman. I love that proper gritty. Whereas Ben Affleck, don't get me wrong, Ben Affleck's Batman is fantastic. But I reckon someone who was about 10 years older would have been a much better fit for that movie because you want someone who is very grizzled, very worn down, but you want to actually see that they're not just like hampered by like years of like, you know, injuries and uh, attacks. You want someone whose body is literally just giving out on them anyway. And that would have been a Batman that would have really hit a point there. But to have the Robert Pattinson one who, you know, he's very much like, I don't care. I'm just doing this because this is what I have to do. This is the, the life that he feels he has to have. Joe, you know what? I, I think every time we get a Batman, everyone goes, oh, well, this Batman, he's too experienced. Or, oh, this Batman's too old. It's like, you can't ever win. But this is just for me. Batman's just perfect now. Leave Batman as he is for now. Give a few movies. Go back onto an older Batman. The thing so is, with, with most Batmans that we've ever seen on the screen, it's always been, he's been doing it for so many years, and now we're going into a Batman that's been doing the job for nearly 10, 15 years. So it's always been the, he's honed his craft, he's honed his technology, he's perfected his suit. Mm. And that's the Batman we always start with. This one, mm. he still doesn't know what the fuck he's doing. And mm. that's where you needed to start from. That's why it's Batman year one. You know, it starts off in immediately in the film. He's been doing this for a year. He's mm. still young. He's still fresh. He's still learning. The Batmans we've all been introduced to so far from Michael Keaton, um, Val Kilmer, ben, even to Ben Affleck. These are Batman that have been doing the job for nearly 20 years. So mm. that's who we've always been introduced to. When you keep to that narrative of things where it's always the the grizzled, you know, the adult Batman, then people get attached to that. But mm. I've told everybody, read year one, year two, and year three, and you'll start to understand why starting off this way is perfect for mm. new generations and the ones who have grown up with the comic books. Yeah. Oh, without sort of, um, without sort of taking us off on a massive tangent because I kind of I do want to go back onto the Marvel stuff, but um, yeah, yeah, go. The, uh, the what do you think about the um, the alleged um, rumors? Not the alleged rumors, the rumors um, that um, Schneider um, used bots to um, to basically <laughs> push his. Um, it's true. I... You know, it's true. I think it's a half true. I, I think that there obviously was that little bit of push from proper fans originally. And I think as time went on, bots were probably employed to keep the message going. But I think originally the whole release the Snyder Cut thing was genuine, um, especially when Justice League first came out in 2017. Because my God, I remember watching that the day it came out and I walked out the cinema. I just thought, right, that, that that's supposed to be that what they're going to try and challenge the Avengers with, and I just thought that is, it was terrible, fucking awful. Yeah. That was, was awful. That was just, it was watchable. It, was it wasn't. So, yeah, yeah, it was watchable. But then so was fucking Morbius watchable. But Morbius is a load of shit. Yeah, yeah I like, apart from I, Matt Smith, I like you know I I thought the Snyder Cut was good. I, I thought it was sort of, hmm. and I, I don't mind about like people moan about it being long, but that that doesn't. 
stuff. Oh, and, I enjoyed and, it. Yeah, you know, I, I thought it was really good. Uh, and, you know, love him or hate him, um, I would have kind of liked to have seen a bit more of that vision, that sort of vision, uh, and having a bit more Ben Affleck as Batman and stuff. But you know it, that's it, you know it, that's not going to happen. It's unlikely. Though there is rumors that he will reprise his role as Batman in in something um, at some point in time. I can't remember what it was. Maybe it's a TV series. Um, but anyway, he was meant to Flash. Ah, uh, right. Okay. If, yeah. if the flash is still coming out <laughs> well yeah that's it if it is but yeah so uh but you know Pattinson's um batman was great i i know i watched i, I watched that recently very very impressed um very dark I, I you know i liked i liked the fact that he got the shit kicked out of him but it was it was very visceral very real the fights were very sort of like you know he didn't just go in and kick everybody's ass you know he kicked ass but he got he got a beating as well when he, he was doing it and um I thought that was really good. I, th- I think one of the best bits is right near the beginning of the film when he's in the when he's at the train station and he's walking up them steps very slowly and he comes out to view. One of the gang of twenty goes up to him and literally there's twenty guys. If they all just went at him then, they would have killed him. But only one of them goes up to him thinking this guy's a joke, and then Batman just punches him over and over and over again. Yeah, 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 and then yeah. just keeps, even when the guy's down on the floor He's still punching him again and again and again. And that is just really putting the fear into these guys. So like I said, this group of 20 could have literally taken him out, no problem. But now that he's shown what he can do to one person, everyone's like, oh, shit, he could do that to all of us. And then that's when, you know, that's when, like, basically the Batman persona has just taken over their minds. And it was so good. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, so moving on from, uh, from, from Batman, back on to Marvel, yeah. Um, okay, so should we talk a bit about the? I think before we talk about the films, I want to talk about the animated slate because we did get some yep. very good information on the animated stuff. So yeah, the I Am Group series coming out on the tenth of August, which looks very adorable. Let's be honest, it's um, it's group, so you know it's gonna it's gonna be. Um, we've had some news on the X Men series, which is looking is looking good. Um, X-Men 97 is coming out late 2023 and with some of the confirmed rumours, um, it is true, Magneto will be leading the X-Men in this series. So what has happened to the Professor? Ooh. Well, we know because it's at the end of the 94 series. Yeah, oh, is, it a fo- then, is it following I... on from, from the, the old sort of kind of the old cartoons? Is it, is it a direct follow on from that? It's supposed to be, but then... It's supposed I, to be big. Yeah. Um, and then you've got the news as well that there is going to be another series of X-Men 97 after the first initial series, which I guess is technically Series 6, or however you want to place it. But, um, yeah, that's that's looking good. Um, we have a Spider-Man animated series, which we've heard about for a little while now. Spider-Man Freshman Year, which is looking very confusing for some because I don't believe this is going to be MCU canon because it looks like they're introducing a lot of villains who have previously appeared in um, the Marvel movies and obviously including um, Doctor Octopus who um, in No Way Home clearly uh, this Peter Parker from the MCU has never met Octavius but he does in this animated show. Yeah. 
it looks like um, Norman Osborne is more or less filling out the Tony Stark role that was um, prominent in history of the MCU. And uh, we already know that there will be a second season of this Spider-Man cartoon, which will be called Sophomore Year. So they're, they're all in on the Spider-Man. It's looking pretty good. I am liking the art style because it's almost like it's almost like a bit of a mix of like the sixties Spider-Man comic, but it's also taking cues from like the more recent movies. So it's yeah, it's looking fun. Um, the What If series, we know that season two is coming early next year. That was really where, good. First one. Yeah, where some of the storylines that were cut from the first season due to. Um, you know, the, the thing that's been affecting the world over the last few years, um, they're going to be coming in, uh, including Tony Stark, who's going to be on Sakaar, which uh, should be pretty fun. Um, there's also going to be a Scarlet Witch story, which um, there's been a, a few little details about. Um, an Odin story, which apparently has got Anthony Hopkins voicing Odin. Mm-hmm. So that's going to be, that'd be quite fun. And also as well, Season three of What If is also in production too, so they're definitely definitely putting a lot onto the animated slate. Yeah, and yeah, which is pretty cool. And um, the Marvel Zombies series, which is confirmed for twenty twenty four, and it's technically going to be following on from the Zombies episode of yeah. What If, and it's going to have heroes such as um, Yelena, the second Black Widow. Um, Jimmy Wu, Shang-Chi, Ms. Marvel, uh, amongst some other familiar faces. And, uh, yeah, I quite enjoyed the, the Zombies episode of What If, so I'm looking forward to the whole series of it. I reckon it'd be quite fun. And that's animated. Mm. That's all the animated ones. Um, I thought I'd get them out of the way, because that was the smaller of the lists that I've got with me. What about uh, TV series, then? So we'll go for animated. What about TV series? Oh, Okay. So TV series. So after She-Hulk, um, we've got a couple of specials still for later this year. We've got the the apparent Werewolf by Night. Um, well, they're calling it uh, they're calling it um, a Halloween special. So that's going to be October time. Um, the Guardians of the Galaxy holiday special, which will be on this Christmas, which uh, is supposed to be, I think, a thirty-minute little movie of Star-Lord trying to teach the Guardians the importance of Christmas. Which, <laughs> that's going to be interesting. It's going to be fun. That's got to be good, <laughs> ain't it? Um, and then, you know, you mentioned a few of them already. Uh, Secret Invasion, yeah. early next year, which um, a lot of returning actors for that. You have to look up the cast list because it is growing almost by the day. Um, Echo, which is the... Follow on from the Hawkeye series, yeah. and is uh, you know, is set to have Vincent D'Onofrio back in it as Kingpin. Uh, spoiler alert, you know he came back in Hawkeye, and this was um, still Vincent D'Onofrio. Who, come on, he was the for me. I don't know how you guys felt, but I think he was the best actor in the Netflix Marvel series. I think he was just so fucking good. brilliant. It was just Kingpin. It, you know, it was just the fact that he had this sort of like. Calm. he's just so calm and it's like mm. it's like a it's it's like a rubber band being stretched mm. and stretched yeah. and you don't know when it's gonna go but when it goes it goes <laughs> and he just sort of when yeah. he when he erupts he just yeah such a good villain yeah, but yeah. but I was talking i was talking a bit about him um actually yesterday and 
um, when they're making these announcements. And I said, you know, the one thing that always sticks out to me, especially when I think of the Netflix shows, is that scene from the first season of Daredevil when Kingpin shutting the guy's head in the car door, yeah. but he just keeps slamming it. And yeah. it's just, it's a, it, obviously, it's not as graphic as, you know, some things you could probably see on TV, but my God, every hit is just, oh, it makes you shudder. And it's just that that ferocity of this character was was brilliant. Um, and then I think a lot of people don't like this. Season two of Loki is due for mid two two thousand and twenty three. So that's gonna has, that's gonna uh, have to tie into the whole Kang thing, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, I think so. Um, so yeah, that's looking pretty good. That's that's just started filming a couple of weeks ago. Um, one of the episodes was filming in a McDonald's in London, of all places. So, uh, you know, hijinks all around. Um, and then we've got Ironheart, which, um, you know, the character's going to be making a debut in Black Panther 2. So uh, look out for that. This is going to be quite interesting because the original Ironheart, um, she's kind of almost like a protege of Tony Stark. So, um the, the only thing I'll say is, would they really pay Robert Day Jr. to come back for some flashback scenes, maybe with the character? I don't I don't think so, as much as I'd love to see him come back. Um, yeah, we never know. Um, the Agatha Harkness series has got a new title. It's now called Coven of Chaos, which um, I'm, I'm still not sure about this one. I don't know if Agatha Harkness really needed her own show, but it's happening, so we'll make do with it as we can and personally my highlight of the tv schedule coming early 2024 daredevil born again boom which yep. yes which um i've got some early details so as as we know charlie cox is definitely back as daredevil vincent donofrio is returning as kingpin and it is 18 yes compared to the six or nine that most of these marvel shows have had this will be an 18 episode first season <sighs> which is good. That's a lot of Daredevil. So everything is being thrown into this one. Oh, I just hope they don't overdo oh. it, man. I just, I, I, as much I, as I like to see more, I'm always very yeah, wary of too much. I think they'll break it up. It'll probably be the first nine episodes, like you know, early 2024, and then the next nine will probably be end of the year or early the year after. I don't think they'll do all 18 in one go, but that's that. Um, and then the films, which you know, we touched on a little bit. Um, so start, starting off, Phase 5, Ant-Man and the Wasp, Quantumania, which is going to be the first full debut of Kang the Conqueror. Yeah. Even though we did technically have him in Loki, we didn't have him in Loki because he was not so much Kang the Conqueror. He was just he who remains. But um, not just this character, but we also have got it confirmed that Modok is going to be appearing. In <laughs> have, you seen the, have, you see, have you seen the the the, the cartoon oh, the series? Oh, the Bill Murray ones. Yeah. Oh no. Have you oh, seen the the, 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 anim- the cartoon? I didn't like the animated series. You no, know? I didn't like it. Oh, I thought it was quite. No, music. I thought it was. I I, did, I just couldn't get into it. Oh. Uh, but um, so there's a few rumors going around about Modok's identity. But if anyone remembers, there was a certain little Easter egg from the Loki series. There was a giant helmet from yellow jacket who was the main villain of the first ant-man movie and the rumor going around is that Corey stoll who was yellow jacket will eventually become modok 
So could be could be interesting. And you know, it's a good way to make one of the worst characters in the Marvel um continuity into a hopefully a, a bit of a better character. So we'll um see how that goes. Uh all right, let's get on to this one. Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3. Um, so from the rumours and from some of the um, pictures I got to see from some of the sneaky people at Hall H, um, we know that one of the villains in the film is going to be the high re- um, high evolutionary who is just, he just looks wacky as hell. And I can't remember the actor's name, but he was also in the recent Peacemaker series. Very, very fantastic actor. Um, Josh, this is where I need you to tell me the name of the guy because I honestly can't remember it. Um, I think it's... I know his first name's Chidwoody, but I can't remember his surname. Uh, you know who I, I mean, think, don't I think, Yeah, I know. Uh, Chuck Woody Iwuji? Yeah, something like that. Um, he plays, Cle- he plays um, Clem- uh, Clemson Mern. He's got the... Uh, butterfly in his head. Yeah, uh, the team leader. It, it, yeah, <laughs> but if you see, um, if you see the clip going around from his appearance at Hall H, he just looks fantastic. He looks like a very cool, eccentric character, and basically just sees people as almost like bacteria, which is quite fun. Um, and you know, this is also the film that's going to have Adam Warlock, which a lot of people have been waiting to see this character come onto the scene. And apparently another marketing opportunity for the guys at Disney and Marvel, um, it's going to feature flashbacks to a baby rocket raccoon. So, of course, you know, it's going to be toys at that. There's going to be toys. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like baby Groot. This is going to be baby raccoon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah so that, that one's going to float about. Um, and then we have the Marvels. Um, right, Matt, before we go any further, have you watched Ms. Marvel yet? Um, I have watched four episodes, but I know what happens at the end of the uh, the series and uh, stuff. It's been oh, ruined. so you're aware of the post credit scene? This time. I am aware of the post credit scene. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> somebody, somebody ru- I got ruined for me on TikTok, so I, I know what happens. Yeah. <laughs> I just, you, I just didn't want to have another Moon Knight episode again. Uh, yeah. Oh, wait a minute. Uh, let me watch it. <laughs> are you aware of the Easter egg at the end of um the end credit scene? No. Which, uh, which Easter? Which Easter egg is this? And by the way, if you haven't watched, if you haven't watched this, or you know, if you haven't watched uh, Miss Marvel, then spoilers, spoilers, yeah. spoilers alert. Um, when he, when the, when Bruno says this, a certain word, oh yes, to, yes, 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 yeah, there's a certain theme that plays as he says it. Yes, yeah, the um, a certain thing that we heard, and yeah, it goes, um, and to be honest, we only heard that a couple of months ago in the Doctor Strange movie as well. Yep. Um, and Joel was very interesting. The creator of Ms. Marvel, um, in an interview, I think just the day after the final episode had dropped, um, they actually came out and said Ms. Marvel was originally meant to be a mutant and not an inhuman. But then, you know, changes and where else? It's kind of... I don't know. I guess it's kind of sad that they're kind of burying the Inhumans, especially after giving Black Bolt another chance as well. But ah, never, never mind. We um, they well, gave it. A shot. He, got, he got another chance, as in he was on screen and he and then he had his head explode. Yeah, but <laughs> you know what? It's a it's a thing, though, ain't it? When a when a five minute appearance in someone else's film 
is more popular than when you had eight episodes as the lead character. That definitely tells you something about the quality of the show and the <laughs> film that you're in. Yeah, but, and he oh, says, and only says one line: "I'm sorry." That's it. Yeah, I'm sorry, 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 sorry. Boom. <laughs> um, yeah, but Joe, you know um, the Marvels, I think, is going to be a really good film. I'm, I'm quite excited for it, and I am probably in the minority of people that actually really enjoys Brie Larson as Carol Danvers. I think she's, I think she's a really good actress. I know she gets a lot of flack. Objection, and a lot of, USA. There is a lot of people that do, um, you know, say that apparently she's very horrible and awkward or she talks down to a lot of people. But then, you know, there, there is some people that are absolute jerks anyway and that don't stop them getting love. So, you know, um, and the costume as well that we see, um, Miss, um, you know, Carol Danvers in at the end of um, Ms. Marvel. Sorry, spoiler. Um, I, I think it's quite a cool costume. I'm, I'm looking forward to. I'm looking forward to what we're going to see next year. That is 28th of July. So we are just over a year away from that movie dropping. My birthday. Hey. 28th of July. And, uh, yep. 28th of July. Ooh. Yeah, no, you do anything for um, your birthday, Josh? Fuck all, mate. <laughs> He's <laughs> going. Well, next year he's going to see the Marvels. <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, fuck. <laughs> um, and can we? I think I've got to talk about. Yeah, we've got to go into this one. One that I, I, I think I actually predict this one correctly as well. Um, Blade is coming out the third of November, 2023, and you know this is, this is Mahershala Ali finally getting to be Blade on screen, not just. One little line at the end of Eternals when he's even not even on screen, but we're going to have a full blown blade. Which I'm I'm loving the rumor as well that we're going to have Anthony Starr, um, aka Homelander. He's going to be playing Dracula. If Dracula. that's true, if that's true, that, that is going to be fucking brilliant. That's that's the the talk that's been filtering around at San Diego at. Um, Entertainment Weekly's evening mm. because another boys uh, alumni was there and apparently that talk has gone round mm. I really hope it's true because that would just be a brilliant casting that is someone who would definitely bring up the creep factor for Dracula apparently Sean uh, Bean's going to be joining Marvel as Mephisto <laughs> that's a rumour <laughs> Joe, you know what I would, I would love him to play Mephisto actually. Um, I, and then gets I killed imagine... about fifteen minutes into the film. <laughs> yeah, no. but then, then Joe, you know what I'd, if we had Sean Bean though, I'd want him to just act in his own accent. I wouldn't want him to yeah, put bastards. on any different voice. Yeah, oh, can you imagine just Mephisto calling everyone a bastard? That'd be brilliant. The bastards. But Mephisto, Mephisto would go around calling everybody bastards because it's the devil. Yeah, but. With with Blade, um, there's been subtle rumours of because of the film series that Blade's going to go into with um, the Midnight Suns, with the added addition of Mephisto in it as well. That leads into another Midnight Suns alumni, which we'll probably see again, not in TV series but in actual film, and that's Ghost Rider. Mm. Which, if the rumours are true on that one, because that's been a long-standing one, um, Norman Reedus is apparently the one of the favourites to be Ghost Rider, mm, which I would love. 
Danny Ketch, and it's about time we saw Danny Ketch, because I know Nicolas Cage had said that he would come back as Johnny Blaze, so whether this is going to be Johnny passing on the um, the demon to Danny Ketch, because pop quiz for anybody who doesn't know, while Danny's the ghost rider through the comic book series, he's actually dying in every single issue because he's bleeding out, and he remains the ghost rider to keep him alive. So that's going to be interesting. Yeah. Well, uh, but, back to Blade, actually. Do you reckon it's going to carry on from uh, from the Eternals? Is it going to have any relevance to that at all? Um, well, well, the Ebony Blade apparently is going to be prominently featured in the Blade movie. Um, and apparently Dane Whitman, who the Black Knight, he is the Black Knight. Uh, apparently, he is going to appear in the movie as well, but as of yet, unconfirmed. But the filming for this is actually supposed to be starting, I think, in the next couple of weeks. So I reckon we're going to see a lot of news on Blade very shortly. So, uh, yeah, hit, hit them eyes, Phil. So I think um, the only other person I know who's been cast in the film is, um, was it Delroy Lindo? He's, yes. um, um, uh, was, it, was he supposed to be playing Whistler? Whistler. Correctly. That'd be brilliant. I think he'd be fantastic as Whistler. Um, you know, he's he's no Chris Christopherson, but I think he'll still do a fantastic job. And then we've got the two oh. big we've got the two big uh Marvel beers. Oh yes. Beers um, six. Yes. Um well, this is still phase five, this one. Captain America, new world order. Oh yes. yes. The, yes. Hulk, the Hulk is finally coming to Marvel. Can't wait. Um, <laughs> uh, little shitty wrestling joke there. Um, but yeah, so Captain America, New World Order. This is, um, you know, obviously following on from Falcon Winter Soldier. So we're going to see, I guess this will almost be a lead into the film that's going to come afterwards as well, in a way. But it you know, is fun to finally see Anthony Mackie taking on Captain America in a full movie. That That was... I guess that was quite well deserved because um, he's a good actor. I think he's going to make a good Captain America going forward. Yeah, he got, there's, a, there's a thing where he's sort of he's taking the piss out of um, oh god, he's bloody come on Spider Tom Holland. Tom Holland, yeah, That's the name of my favorite historian as well. I forgot that, but anyway, Tom Holland. He's taking the piss out of Tom Holland. Tom Holland turns around, you know, busy, you know. At least I've got my own film sort of thing. So he's finally going to get his own. He's going to get his own film. So no, he doesn't yeah. though because he the, it, the, he's piss, taking the piss there because when's the Falcon movie coming? Up? Oh, you don't have one. He's not the Falcon. He's uh, Captain America. Oh, yeah, true. Right. Mm. And then shutting off Phase Five, we have the Thunderbolts, which um is this is a very left field movie really because I don't think up until. A month ago, when like the the story broke out, I don't think anyone was really predicting a Thunderbolts movie. I think we were almost but... expecting that. Well, I thought they were going to be almost like woven into the films or the TV series going forward, or even have their own Disney Plus series. But I almost think this is this is almost. I know it's not going to be the same, but this is almost like Marvel's reaction to Suicide Squad in a way. But, it's going to be like Baron. Yeah. Oh, my name. What's his name? Baron, German... Baron, Baron, Baron Fuck could be such a good Marvel character. Yeah. <laughs> What's his name? German guy. Baron. Yeah. Yeah, that's it. 
Yeah. Um, so potential characters on the Thunderbolts including, yeah, um, Baron Zemo, who could potentially be the leader of the team. Um, I'd be very shocked if they didn't have him. Um, and also we have got John Walker himself, the US agent, who, they, they, come on, they've got to have him in there. Um, Yelena will be also part of the team by the looks of it. Um, and Joel, I was actually messaging Josh about this earlier because uh, one, not so much in the first iteration, but another prominent character in the Thunderbolts was General Ross, in particular when he was the Red Hulk. But, you know, as we, earlier this year, we did lose William Hurt, who was playing General Ross. I honestly reckon that they will be looking to recast the part. We were talking about potential actors that could take over that role. Is it because from what I understand, the Thunderbolts is it, he starts Zemo sort of starts it as a way to sort of trick everybody that he's sort of creating these superheroes. He gives them all like different mm. names and stuff, and they, then it's a way yeah. to sort of trick them. But, but we we've already had a few teases towards this, especially with um with the um with the Countess who you know Madame Hydra, Valentina. Valentina. I couldn't think of a bloody name. But all I know Louise. is that she's played by the legendary Julia Louis Dreyfus, which that's all you need to know. Yeah. And this has been <laughs> this has been a starting hint since Black Widow at the end of uh the mm. post credit scene in Black Widow. Um she brings Yelena on uh, a certain task force. So as again, this this kind of goes off the uh Suicide Squad e- excess of the Thunderbolts. Mm. But as I was saying to John Joe, if they do recast um Thunderbolt Ross, I don't think it will be in a human capacity because obviously Thunderbolt Ross becomes Red Hulk uh, for the mm. Thunderbolts. So I I would love for them to cast um, Stephen Lang as uh, Thunderbolt Ross, the Red Hulk, because I think he's he's such a great actor and he plays the uh, the villain extremely well, really mm. well, and he'd be a good addition. A really good addition. Yeah. Um, the only other one I said, because I was thinking about casting, and I thought back to 2003 when we had the the Hulk film. Um, and I just thought, and, I, and it was one of the only things that I enjoyed about that Hulk movie was Sam Elliott when he was playing General Ross, because he actually made that part fun. The rest of the film was utter dog shit, but, you know, he was quite good. Oh, I don't know. That's Marvel. Yeah, well, what we got, got now. We got, we got, no, you got, uh, you got Secret Wars, and we got Kang Dynasty as well. That's the, oh, yeah. So they're Fantastic Four. Uh, the thing is, I, I'm not sure how they're going to do the sort of Kang Dynasty and a Secret Wars one because it's like, is it going to be well, like, are they going to be two completely different sites, uh, separate sort of timelines and stuff? Is it because it's all well, multiverse stuff? All the, secret is, war- okay. the Secret Wars thing, I think, will be quite interesting because obviously we have um, a person who's um, in. If you go back to the Spider-Man animated series, the the legendary Spider-Man animated series, um, there's a character that kind of um, indoctrinates Peter Parker into um, a horror that's coming, and in order for that, he needs to team up with certain Spider-Men to fight in a secret war, along with 
Captain oh. America, the Lizard, and there are a lot of slots for Phase Six that haven't been mentioned yet, and I think one of those films will help lead up to Secret Wars, and that film is Madame Web. Because she's she's a big part of the Secret Wars. Um, Josh, uh, the only thing I'm going to say against that, Madam Web is under the Sony banner. Oh no! And, and come on, and come on. Let's let's just look at this. Sony, Sony brought us Morbius. No. Remember that. Remember that with everything else, because we have got the Madam Web movie coming down under the Sony banner. And this oh. is also from the guys that are giving us a Craven the Hunter film where apparently Craven is going to be an animal lover. So, you know. I, I kind of lost interest in the Madam Web film when they didn't cast Helen Mirren as Madam Web. I don't understand why. I appreciate Sony, Sony want to keep the... They want money and stuff, but you know, there's not, not so much keeping it. They're literally clinging on for dear life, you know. Oh, do you know what? Um, if you if you guys have seen it, have you ever watched the um the pitch meeting videos from Screen Rant? Um, because yeah. there's there, there's one in particular when um it's the one when they're doing the Morbius one, and um he goes um yeah well, hey we're effectively part of the MCU now. He goes yeah I heard someone else say that they were saying that to me while their eyes were sort of like twitching. Yeah, we're part of Marvel Studios now, didn't you hear? Um, it's like oh for God's sake, um, but. Yeah, don't get me wrong. I enjoyed the Venom movies. They were quite enjoyable. Um, they weren't great, but they were enjoyable. Um, Morbius was just fucking awful. That was just that. Like, apart from Matt Smith, you know, just hamming up every moment he could have on screen and just having fun in the shit show that it was. And <laughs> you know what? And <laughs> I still think this has got to be now one of the worst lines of dialogue of all time. It's Michael Keaton at the end of that movie when he's talking to Morbius in a scene that has clearly been cut from another part of the movie is this whole like exposition dump where he goes, hmm, I don't know how I got here. I'm sure it's got something to do with Spider-Man. Um, I reckon guys like us should team up for, and do some good. And then all of a sudden, Morbius just looks up and he just goes, intriguing. It's like, that's just... That is just nothing to do. That literally, they just went, right, we've got Michael Keaton on the set for a day. Let's just get him in the costume. Let's just get him to spill some utter bullshit. And we'll find a scene where we cut we cut Jared Leto out of a certain part of the movie. He says one word. Yeah, that would do. <laughs> I've still not seen well, it yet. I've still not seen it yet because I got so bad, well, so so badly blasted. I don't even don't know what I want. To. You, don't, you, don't, you don't need to. Look at this way. It's awful. If you could have an hour and 40 minutes of your life wasted, then watch this film. But it's 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 on par with, do you know what happens to a toad when it's struck by lightning? The same thing that happens to everything else. It's basically uh, watching an hour and 20 minutes of that line being repeated uh, over and over <laughs> and that, over again. But that end scene, that end scene in Morbius, it just reminds me of Joel Kinnaman in Suicide Squad. This is Katana. She's got my back. I advise you not to get killed by a sword as it traps the souls of its victims. It's like it's like that line all over again. It's like fucking hell. How do they why did they think this was the part of DC that they should copy? You know? Like Jesus Christ. Um anyway. <laughs> so 
Yeah, so, um, yeah, Matt, you no longer need to see Morbius because um, it is utter bollocks. And, yeah, because for some reason, at the end of the movie, they bring in... They bring in um, Adrian Toomes, aka the Vulture, from the MCU, and it's got to do with the whole um, the whole Spider-Man bit, you know, when he's saying, "Oh, everyone should forget about Peter Parker. Everyone goes back to their ways. Everyone on, you know, Earth six one six has forgotten about Peter Parker." But for some reason, Adrian Toomes gets sent from that dimension into the Sony dimension, and for no fucking reason at all. And somehow he's got all these he's got all these um, Vulture kit. He gets let out of prison because, you know, they don't know who Adrian Toomes is. He's just appeared in prison for no reason. And the first thing he says, he looks around the walls, he goes, hmm, I hope the food's better in this place. It's like, what the fuck? What is wrong Wait, so with Morbius, people? is it so it's Sony? It's not Marvel? Yeah, it's Sony. It is Sony. Mm-hmm. It, well, it's, it's Marvel, but it's like, it's most, it's as much Marvel as what Venom and Venom let there be carnages. The worst thing is, right, Sony thought this film was so popular that they went, you know what we're going to do is we're going to re-release it in cinemas. And everybody just went, oh, no. Really? Oh, that was, that was when the meme came out. That was when they, it's morbid time. I don't understand yeah. why they didn't sort of like just accept that the Marvel Studios are doing a really good thing and they just well, sort of kind of well, stay on board with it. Well, the problem is, is that Sony do not want to let go of the Spider-Man rights because... That is the only thing, really, that is making them money. You look at how well um, Spider-Man No Way Home did. They actually delayed Morbius from its already fifth different release date, which was supposed to be at the end of January. They moved that to the beginning of April because of how well Spider-Man was doing. And they went, well, look, Spider-Man No Way Home has earned $1.7 billion. You know, it's the highest earning movie in the pandemic era. It's the highest earning film since Endgame. So, you know, why do we want to ruin that momentum? No, we don't. Let's keep that going. And then all of a sudden, when Morbius came out, they were like, well, it's got a few very, very, very light subtle hints to Spider-Man. It's like, well, actually, no, it's got one little fucking mention at the end of the movie now because they cut everything out that was ever mentioned in the trailer. They took out... It looks like they've reshot the film over and over and they've just cut and pasted all these different bits and pieces and it's just Sony just Sony just don't know what the fuck they're doing. It's been proven Sony. time and time again. Sony oh, is the fuck. equivalent of them sitting back and singing, "Anything you can do, I can do better." While Kevin Feige goes, "No, you can't." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I just, I was never a massive fan of the the Sony Spider-Man films, to be honest. Um, um uh, yeah, I just. Well, well, do you know what? This is this is being a lot of people, especially from No Way Home coming out, a lot of people going. Oh, well, if only we could have the Amazing Spider-Man 3. We had another Andrew Garfield movie. It's like, well, hang on, you guys didn't even show your attention or your appreciation for the first two. Why do you really want a third one? I mean, uh, I mean, I enjoyed, I enjoyed the, well, I enjoyed um, Andrew Garfield as Spider-Man. I didn't really enjoy the movies, but I thought he was a good Spider-Man overall. Um, so to see him back was really nice, really special. But I don't want an amazing Spider-Man 3, especially if it's Sony that are going to be dealing with it. God, no. Who wants that? No one wants Sony to be making these movies, but they still are. And as I've just, as Josh has now almost just had a mental breakdown over, Madame Web is actually coming, but it is Sony. It's not, it's not MCU. It's just Sony. And they're going to, well, they've already delayed the film because obviously something's gone weird or wrong with it. But fuck knows what's going to happen. And, uh, yeah, 
Oh, I don't know. It's, it's, Morbius, uh, it's bad. Morbius, and I'm reading this now, has 104 minutes of cut time from the film. Mm. 104 minutes that. cut out? Uh, 104 minutes of scenes that were filmed that were cut from the film itself. Yeah. There's um, there's even scenes um from um a detective who had an action scene and a comedy scene cut and he was shocked to find out he was not in the film. Oh, right. Sony. But, yeah, but if the if the other thing I heard was true as well, Apparently, there was enough material from the Morbius filming that they could have actually had three different versions of this movie. That's true. And it does feel like that. You do feel like you're watching three different films because there is some little subplots that are just completely abandoned at some point in the film. And it just, it, and especially, like I say, that end scene with the vulture, it makes no sense. Just all of a sudden, you know, Morbius has just driven out to the middle of nowhere. Vulture meets up with him. Don't think these two have ever had any interaction from what it looks like. But all of a sudden, ah, they seem to know each other. They seem to have some kind of understanding of each other. Well, Vulture seems to know who Morbius is. Morbius is just looking up to the sky. They didn't tell him. They didn't tell Jared who he's actually interacting with. They just said, oh, just look up there and just say intriguing when we point to you. That was literally it. Fuck you, they all. Oh, uh, Sony, Sony just Sony just don't know what they're doing, and it's being proven time and time again. But they're still making money from, well, they ain't made money from Morbius, let's be honest. But, you know, they're making money from some of these fucking Let's just hope they don't do I... a stupid thing and fully pull Spider-Man from... I know. don't think they could afford to now, because you look at the fallout after, I mean, after Far From Home, there was this whole thing where um, Disney and Sony were almost going to break apart this this relationship, and they just, um, you know, Sony's share price dropped terribly when that was announced. They were in such shit. And even the screenwriter, who had already started writing Spider-Man No Way Home, um, he was told, yeah, you're going to need to come up with another script for us without any Marvel links, without anything to do with the MCU. And I think at one point, he literally just turned to Sony and said, that's not going to happen. We can't do that. And then... There Pandora, was it's out of the box. It's completely sort of, yeah. you know... But but there was even talk that if they did do it, they would have Tom Holland, but they would literally recast and retool every other part of the film. Apart from yep. Tom Holland, it would have been a completely different thing altogether. And, you know, I'm glad they didn't. I'm glad they worked it out. And, you know, No Way Home, I think, is an absolutely fantastic movie. And possibly my favorite of phase four so far just because i think because it's all it's 20 years of memories and like you know cinema experience of this character brought into this one movie and it was just so gorgeous and come on who doesn't like willem dafoe when he can go absolute crazy on the screen that was just (laughs) that was just awesome and i think even as much as i love the first spider-man movie and I love Willem Dafoe as the Green Goblin in it. I think in No Way Home, he just takes it to another level. And it's just like, just he just goes fucking ballistic. And it's it's beautiful to see on the screen. Um, but yeah, 
Sony, please, please, please don't, please don't, you know, go away from that. Please give us more of what we actually like. Don't, um... <laughs> it's just, it's all the but, suits, it's all the suits and the and thing, you know, yeah. they're, they're all they're thinking about is money and, you know, yeah. the profit shares and all that stuff. It's like, oh, we're sharing, yeah. money. we're sharing profit with, uh, <laughs> with uh, Marvel Studios and stuff. We could have the, we yeah. could have the full, <laughs> the full thing. Um, yeah, but not I'll, as, not as much because your your film shit, so you're not making as much money. I'll, I will. I will direct you back to that pitch meeting video. We're part of Marvel Studios there, didn't you know? Um, that's literally all we're going to hear. Um, and just obviously, before we go off of Marvel completely, there are some films which have yet to be given a proper release date, but are said to be in active production. Um, I still think the biggest shock that we didn't get a release date for yet was Deadpool 3, because apparently this film has been written it's due to start filming anytime soon, but it hasn't got a release date. But um, he could be in the Thunderbolts. At... What, what is, he, is it saying that he might be in the Thunderbolts? Mm-hmm. Possibly, yeah. But um, there is a film release date for, I think it's for February 2024, that still hasn't actually got a film attached to it. That would be perfect for Deadpool 3, considering that the first Deadpool actually came out on Valentine's of 2016. So it's possible. It could work. Um, and then we've also got Spider-Man, whatever the Spider-Man sequel is going to be called. I doubt it's going to have home in the title, but I'd love to see him try. Um, Spider-Man. Home is where the heart is. Yeah, that could work. I was trying to think of something like yeah, Spider-Man kicked out of home or I don't know, something like that. Cause, um, Homeschool- still a homeschooled. Lot of... <laughs> well, well, you'd like to think now that they'll actually have a Spider-Man who's got to be in his 20s now, because fucking hell, you know, they can't... Um, it, so much as Tom Holland still looks young, they can't exactly keep him as a teenager for for too much longer, because he, he is 26 now. You know, we, we've, <laughs> we've, got, we've, got to be, we've got to be realistic on this stuff. Um, we've also got the, the Shang-Chi sequel, which um, apparently is moving forward. Could potentially be 2025 be one of the uh release dates that's um not actually had a film attached to it yet and I was quite, uh I was surprisingly uh i thought i surprisingly enjoyed that film shang chi was really good i, I didn't think it, i was going to enjoy it but i enjoyed it yeah yeah that was good that was fun um and we've also got the x-men movie which um there's been many different rumors about uh although i don't know if they're too if they're too urgent on the x-men stuff because they're Obviously, they're taking a very different approach by saying Ms. Marvel's going to be like the first mutant they're introducing. Um, looks like Namor is going to be classed as a mutant as well for the MCU. So, uh, I don't know. I think I think me and Josh spoke a little bit about how the X Men were going to be approached before, and um, there's a few there's a few different ideas. And now that they've obviously given us Patrick Stewart's Professor X in Doctor Strange. You know, as, as horrible as they say, I don't think they're going to get Patrick Stewart to come back after that. I think that was just like a yeah. almost like a little little bit of fun. I, he was like, "Oh yeah, I can come back." But I will I will iterate a a line from a wrestler that me and Matt probably know very well, um, Ted DiBiase, <laughs> who famously said, "Everybody's got a price." Yeah. <laughs> oh, brilliant! Uh, uh, million dollar man. I, I don't know. I'd love to. I'd love to see Patrick Stewart return again. But if if they were to replace him, 
Um, what age is Patrick Stewart someone... now? What age is he? He's 81. 81 or 82. Yeah, because he's, he's looking pretty aged in, in Picard and stuff. 82. Yeah. Um, yeah, so if if they were to recast him, and this is just going from where I've been getting hooked back onto one of my favourite shows, Better Call Saul, um, Giancarlo Esposito, I think he would be fantastic as Professor X. He'd be a very different professor, but he's just got that perfect voice, that, that, that voice that's not commanding, but it's one that you listen to. It's one that gets inside your head. He'd be, he'd be my Professor X going forward. Hmm. It's going to be um, hard seeing a Professor X that isn't uh, Patrick Stewart, though, isn't well, it? It's be one of those I, things. I know, but, but I think if they eventually they are just going to, they will recast it. They might, like I say, with the whole multiverse saga, there is potential that they are going to bring back, you know, the X-Men characters from the Fox movies. They might still somehow bring back, Wiz- I want them to bring back Wesley Snipes' Blade for Secret Wars. I- That'd be quite fun. Can I just weigh in here? And I have an actor who I would love to see as Professor X. Go on. Stanley Tucci. Ooh. Not bad choice. I would love to see Stanley Tucci as uh, Professor X or... um, (sighs) No, I'm sticking with Stanley Tucci. I think he'd be a fantastic Professor X. But um, yeah, Marvel Phase Six. Oh, I'm I'm just I'm very nervous of what the other titles they've got to come out with because mm. it's it's got to be a lot of build up for Secret Wars. But, yeah, but leading with Fantastic Four as well for Phase Six is um. It says Giancarlo Esposito is rumored to play Professor yeah. X. Yeah, yeah that that. Uh, I think that would be a good choice, but um, we, you know, we've got D twenty three in I think September, and I think once we get D twenty three, we should find out a lot more details. In particular, we should get the cast for the Fantastic Four as well, which is still very just, much up in the air. Yeah, well, it's you know they they just haven't been able to. I, I just don't understand how they haven't been able to make that sort of a success really you know like i wasn't really oh. interested in the original fantastic four films uh and the the reboot was a car crash um oh, did you ever watch the one from the 90s mm, what was the one from the 90s it was uh, never was, supposed it was never supposed to exist it was made so that marvel could hold on to the license and the name because it was about to be uh, let go. So they made a film that was never meant to be seen. But it's got one of the best things I've seen on uh, in like live action. It's not the not the the um the human torch special effect when he's rolling around, because that is fucking hilarious. <laughs> it's literally like the same four is it like a tv over film over. or is it like was it a film that went out well, on release well it was it was made at the time for one million dollars which um you know not a bad amount of money but you can definitely tell they cut corners at every opportunity they could um and uh you know just just like for seeing it you've got to remember yeah when you watch it just remember this is 1994 that this film was made and you watch it, you go, my fucking God. It's like proper shoestring. Uh, the only thing I would say, and I think this was very shocking 
um, the music, like the soundtrack, actually was really good. They actually did do a, a good bit of effort on that side. But yeah, the rest of the film is just absolutely, um, absolutely atrocious. So basically, the uh, Fantastic Four just haven't had a good run movies wise and stuff. And hopefully, this no. will crack it this time round. Well, I'd like to think so. And I think uh, also, as well, going through um, phase five in particular, the, the rumor is, is that they want to introduce Doctor Doom as soon as possible to set him up as not necessarily like a catalyst for Secret Wars, but having him in the background and then having him then going on for phase seven for whatever whatever the next saga shall possibly be. Yeah, because we, we don't see God Doom until Secret Wars 2. Mm. But um, I'm just looking up the Fantastic Four unreleased uh, 1994 independent film, I might add. Yes. And the, the tagline for it is just fucking hilarious. Part muscle, part elastic, part fire, part invisible. Together, it's clobbering time. Oh, God, who the fuck some, hired that oh, person? Some guy in a suit thought that was awesome. Some guy's like, yeah, okay. that was but, brilliant. I'll tell you what, though. There is a, there's a great documentary film um, about the making of it and um, obviously the impact that happened with all the all the stars of it. And if you ever get the chance, have a watch of it because there is some proper like car crash moments in it. And especially when like the, a lot of the actors... A lot of the people that are involved with this honestly thought this was going to be like their big break in Hollywood. They were honestly believing this was going to be what was going to get them, you know, in the like the Hollywood limelight. And it's it's quite heartbreaking, really. But it's yeah, you you got to see it. You know, a lot of people say the um, was it the Superman Lives one, um, the death of Superman Lives. Everyone says that that's a good like documentary of a film that was never meant to be. But no, the Fantastic Four one is just on another level. I'm gonna have to watch it now. This is, this is how bad this is how bad it is, right? This is how bad, right? Um, ben, uh, well, the thing threatens Doom, right, by clobbering him, and Alicia begs him not to risk it and uh, confesses her love for him. Um, her confession changes Ben back to human form. And he flees onto the city streets. Frustrated and helpless, he reverts back to the thing. You couldn't make this shit up. But they did. Right. Okay. (laughs) That's how bad this film is. (laughs) Well, okay, so hopefully they'll crack it this time around, and it won't be an absolute car crash like the rest, but we'll see. Right. So, what are we moving on to now? So oh, is, that, is that the um, end of Marvel? Have, have we done Marvel? Um, that is that is pretty much all Marvel stuff. The only thing I would add is um, talking about the Sony stuff just a little bit because Sony next year are still anticipating the release of um, yeah, you've got Craven the Hunter, which is supposed to be coming yeah. out in January, which um, yeah. is is Aaron Taylor Johnson playing the part. If you look at the set photos, he just doesn't look right at all for the part. Yeah, Sony didn't see that coming. Um, and then you got the Madam, <laughs> then you got the Madam Web film, which um, 
you know, just day by day, he's just eating away at, at um, 50 at shades of web. Yeah. Oh, God, that would be a, that'd be such a horrible scene, wouldn't it? Yeah. Um, an eight-legged whip. Um, and then... <laughs> oh, and then there's some weird wrestling one as well that's supposed to be a Spider-Man spin-off, which uh, I'm going to have to try and look up in between because I know that there is some uh, Sony... I've got to look at Sony Spider-Man spin-offs. Um, oh, and then also you've got the Across the Spider-Verse, um, which I think is supposed to be the end of next year now. Yes, part part one anyway. Yeah, yeah, because um, yeah, I think you got across the Spider Verse, and then the next one after that was now. I think it's now been retitled to Across the Multiverse, which is true. That's pretty good. Um, oh god, right here we go. Um, El Muerto is the other um the other Sony film. What? El El Muerto. El Muerto. Yes, yeah, so, the death. Um. So El Moreto um, is a minor Spider-Man character um, who was a wrestler who has superhuman, superhuman, superhuman strength. Uh, the film is due for release January twelfth, twenty twenty-four. El Muerto. Okay. El Moreto. Good luck with that. Um, yeah, it's a bit, and, it's a bit hey, weird. It's a bit left field, isn't it? I tell you what, if you try and look up any information on this character, it's quite difficult to find. There isn't much at all on him. Um, hmm. uh, but if you really want to laugh, you know, just the other films in development from Sony on their Spider-Man universe include The Sinister Six. Yep, that's never happening. Uh, Nightwatch. Anyone know the character Nightwatch? Nope. Oh, there we go. Uh, Jackpot. Nope. Oh Lord. <laughs> um a project by Roberto Orki, who um has said it'll be a a Sony film um from a different corner of the Marvel Sony universe. God knows what that's gonna be like. Um Olivia Wilde is also making a film believed to be based on Spider Woman. Are they just going around buying sort of, you know... It is like, yeah, they're just making anything they can. Um, So, hoping... So, so, okay, El Muerto, Juan Carlos Sanchez, also known as El Muerto, looking at him now. This guy looks like Bane. (laughs) He literally looks like Bane. Mm. Oh, what? And it, what? it's brilliant what they but the thing is do you imagine that they've just literally got a big hat and they've got like 200 bits of paper in the hat and they just go right um sony except comes and he goes right the first one i pick up we're making a film on this so you've got people with their fingers crossed going like come on please be please i don't know please be a dr octopus film please be a dr octopus film or you know let's be a venom sequel and they'll be like uh oh el muerto who the fuck is that who put this one in here? Is this a joke? <laughs> You're just um, waiting for Dumbledore to walk in, going, "Did you put your name in the Goblet of Fire?" <laughs> and then, please, um, and then, God. and then, so then Sony have actually got their own TV series as well. Um, they've got a TV series based on Silk, which is another um, another Spidey I character. It. I can see it. Um, Silk is pretty good comic run. Yep, yeah, um, which is being produced. 
by Phil Lord and Christopher Miller, apparently. So that's pretty good. Um, and there was supposed to be a um, one of the other Sony. Um, this this is the last one I'm going to go through because uh, it's starting to depress me reading some of this stuff. Um, not not in a bad way because I think oh all the missed opportunities just that Sony keep thinking these are good ideas. Um, Silver and Black um, originally envisioned as two separate solo films um, starring Felicia Hardy, aka Black Cat, and Silver Sable. Uh, Silver oh. and Black was originally combined as a hero team up movie in the Sony shared Spider-Man universe. Oh no. Um, um, in, oh, no. yeah, in January 2020, um, the project was being redeveloped as a television series, um, with it being suggested that it would be a limited series with potential leading the characters. <laughs> just see Josh now, it's just like, yeah, the last ounce of whatever was there is now gone. Um, so we need the potential that they... I, mean, I think they need an intervention, I think. Yeah, Stop but this it. is what I meant. Yeah but, yeah, but this is from the guys who, back in 2014, they were actually planning an Aunt May spin-off film. Of all the fucking characters you would give a solo film to, they wouldn't give Aunt May her own film. Ori, um, Ori, if you're listening to us, Sony need help now. <laughs> <laughs> But, anyway, uh, let's stop talking about sh- let's stop talking about Marvel and stuff. I'm actually getting into uh, yeah, that's, that's that is just upsetting. Um, but I th- I think if we can just talk about any other highlight from the um, San Diego Comic Con, and I know that it's one that you guys have definitely been looking for. Well, I know I know Josh is definitely looking forward to. It is the Dungeons and Dragons movie. Oh, man, it's yes, so, get- so much fun. Sit down, John Joe. It's my turn now. <laughs> wow, uh, it's not normally me who fucking talks all the time, so you know I've made the most of it tonight. <laughs> <laughs> well, you you came prepared, John. I felt like you had to. You 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 had yeah, that was yeah. stuff. So that was good. Sh- that was good shit. Yeah. That was good shit. Let's 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 flame the fucking fires of Sony and watch it cinder the fuckers. Anyway, um, Dungeons and Dragons. Yeah, I I've been looking forward to Honor Among Thieves for well since its inception, really. And watching the trailer, so happy, so so happy. Filmed, uh, uh, it's filmed in Northern Ireland. Uh, Northern it's Ireland. For, it's for, for filmed uh, in Carrick Castle, which is just down the road from my mother. Um, and yeah, so yeah, another that, that you can kind of see in some of the shots. You can kind of go, ah, that looks, <laughs> you know, that looks vaguely familiar. But yeah, uh, I, I I saw the. Uh, I was just like, yeah. This this could be actually really good. Um, it it could literally raise this, it raise it up from the the travesty of the Dungeons and Dragons film we had um, with Jeremy Irons, which I won't press on because that film is just absolutely terrifying to watch now. <laughs> but I've got to say, um, the rumors coming out of the cameos, um, which were then um, confirmed, that we're getting cameos from. The animated series, characters from Critical Role, which I was very happy about. Um, so the entire trailer was just like, there was Albez, there was Mimics, there was Gelatinous Cubes. I was like, oh my God, people have actually picked up a D&D book and read it. This is great. Yeah, and the dragon was, um, 
Oh, was it an Onyx Dragon? Because uh, it Onyx was Dragon. Yeah, it was just sort of yeah. So it was just more like true to the the actual game itself, and um, yeah, yeah. So the names, the name, the names of the characters. I just I I've been chuckling to myself since um, they were released because Chris Pine is playing a bard, and his name, which I thought was fan fucking tastic, is Edgin. Edgin the Bard. And I thought, yeah. who wrote this? You fucking genius. But you've got Chris Pine as Edgin the, uh, the Bard, Michelle Rodriguez as Holger the Barbarian, uh, Regé Jean Page, I hope to God I said that right, as Zenk the Paladin, Justice Smith as Simon Sorcerer, Sophia Lillis, who looks like fucking Keyleth from Vox Machina as uh, Doric uh, the Tiefling Druid, which I thought was a great, great suggestion. Hugh Grant. Now, I know a lot of people have said, oh, Hugh Grant's going to mess this up. But he's playing a rogue called uh, Forge Fitzwilliam, and he already comes across as a rogue. He looks like one of those characters to keep your eye on. And, you know, again, Paramount Pictures, they keep pushing out such great fucking cinema. I mean, the last thing that um, I went to see that was Paramount Pictures was Sonic 2, and that was fucking great. So this coming from uh, Entertainment One and Paramount Pictures with Wizards of the Coast, this is going to be great. I can't wait for this. Yeah, I'm really, I'm really looking forward to it. Um, I think it looks like, like a lot of fun. So, yeah. Dumb fun. I think, I think we need a lot of dumb fun um in cinema at the moment because everything is just way too fucking serious at the moment <laughs> we'll not oh, talk it's... about the uh the lord of the rings uh please the oh, rings. don't please don't please don't <laughs> because as as a talk as a tolkien aficionado as somebody who you know was that knows the law from the get-go from a very fucking young age i've been a tolkienese a tolkienist all the way through to have to watch, literally watch what is classed as the the super fans experience and just listening to some of these people it's like what the fuck are you doing to the law you're making it up as you go and it's all from the breadth of you know, literature that J.R. Tolkien set out you didn't have the rights to any of it, yet you decided just to make it up as you went, and now you're just fucking up decades of work. Well, what, for what, what? what? What are your concerns with it? What? What? What are you hearing that is is Galadriel's character is wrong? Are you sorry, Galadriel. Okay, her character is completely wrong. The fact is that they're bringing in um, female orcs. The the storyline of it up until Sauron's, uh, you know, the Deceiver. He's called the Deceiver for a reason because he didn't actually look like the hulking guy in an armor. He was yeah. an elf. Yeah. Um, that part is like, oh, it looks like a very young Eminem. Okay. Um, we. Okay, going from that, it's just oh, but you know the women dwarves. You know they they they, they look as like in. Lord of the Rings, it actually, Gimli actually says that dwarven uh, women look like dwarven men and they can never be, you know, like taken apart because they look so similar and that dwarves just sprout from the ground and then you go to change it. 
Why? It's there in front of you. We even I, saw I, a bearded dwarven woman in I, the fucking film. I know. I I'm not sure if I fully agree because there's a lot of a lot of the stuff they are getting from is was was unfinished, and you can. I guess it's not. It's not like it's Lord of the Rings. Um, even Silmarillion stuff is is cobbled together from notes and stuff. Christopher Tolkien sort of kind of put it together mm-hmm. so there's certain things like where orcs came from there's no affirmative on that there's there's a lot of different versions of how you know they are tortured elves um that they came from the ground you know there's lots of different sort of versions and how they they came about so female orcs you know it doesn't really bother me that much and stuff small things like that you know like they change stuff in the lord of the rings films um, which didn't bother me at all. So as long as they keep to a sort of, you know, a, a vague sort of, well, not vague, but, you know, they, they, they keep to certain things like the fall of Numenor and, and, and stuff like that. I, I you know, I'll, I'll be interested. And I'll be interested to see how they sort of play Sauron and stuff. So, you know. I've got to say, the Balrog at the end of the trailer was beautiful. And they're using Hard Shores doing the music again. Yeah, yep. that 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 introduction of the Balrog right at the end when the the leaf turns to flame, that I was uh, that that literally had my attention, and that was like the last second of the trailer, and I was like, okay, that special effect, you can see where the money went, but that was just brilliant. I want to see more of that, but <sighs> I don't know. It's just from what Peter Jackson gave us. And then this, it's it's going to have to be something incredibly gripping to, you know, I pay for Amazon Prime anyway, so I'm going to watch it no matter what. Um, I don't know. I'm still on the card. I'm, I'm still very on the cards with it, but yeah. I'll watch it because it deserves to be watched and it deserves to have. Well, it's, um, it's the most expensive audience. TV program ever made. So, right. So it, it it's, yeah. you know. But it was the lot... most expensive just from the rights which is yeah. mental yeah i, I you know <laughs> well fingers crossed I, I like i've got high hopes for it and stuff you know as long as they sort of like the Cimmerillion's a very dense book and there's a lot of sort of they've got a lot obviously there's books that come from the book itself and there's a lot of sort of um ambiguity in certain things um so as long mm. as they stick to a certain line and you know they don't go too sort of wild west with it then yeah i'll be i'll be happy enough so i'll I'll watch it and just mm-hmm. see it and to be honest like you know it depends it's sort of obviously it's going to be the the tail end sort of the end of melkor and the the rise of sauron um mm-hmm. so yeah if well, melk if, if melkor is mentioned if melkor is you know it, you know shown in the series I'll be very impressed. See, I don't know where they're starting off, you see, because is it going to be sort of his defeat? Because that battle at the end might be the defeat of Melkor, and that's where... It it looks like it's the it's the end. It looks like it's right at the end of that battle, and then they've got all the years of peace while Sauron comes to power and yeah, the forging yeah, yeah. of the Great Rings. Uh, yeah, and then you basically... Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. I'm just trying to think. It's been a while since I read the Silmarillion. Um, the Silmarils, are they... 
Were they before check. or after? Is that sort of... I know the summer... Because there's a bit in it where... Is Sauron... Because Sauron sort of... Just, he goes to... I think he goes to Valinor. Does he even go to Val? He does go to Valinor. And... Um... The, the Silmarillion takes place during the Second and Third Ages. Uh, in the Second Age, Sauron's re-emergence in Middle-earth. So where this um, this series takes place, I'm guessing it will be just at the end of, or just coming into the Second Age. Yeah, so it'll be in the Second. So it's going to be the, yeah, okay, it's going to be the defeat of Mal- It's going to be the rise of Sauron. And the defeat. The, the def- it'll be, oh, sorry, I might, because it's been a while since I've read the summary. It's, it's going to be the creation of um, uh, the, uh, the Valar, the Maya, um, the defeat of Melkor, and then obviously Sauron's rise to power and the creation of the rings. Hmm. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, well, we've got we've got less than six weeks till the show comes on. So uh, oh, yeah, it's soon actually as well. So yeah, that yeah, was, and, yeah. And and um, what a lot of people are not talking about one day. Well, because that comes out on the second of September. One day before that, on the 1st of September, there is a new Lord of the Rings video game coming out based on Gollum. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's That looks interesting. That looks interesting. Which is, yeah, but it's really fallen like, under the radar. It was, um, I almost forgot about it until about a month or so ago when a new trailer came up. Yeah. And I was like, oh yeah, this is, this is still coming out. And um, I don't, I don't know if I really have an expectation on it, but I am interested because I want to see, um, you know, how they actually do a stealth game set in Middle Earth. But it could be interesting. Could be fun. Yeah. What else have we got going then, on? We've got uh, oh, yeah, Picard. Um, we've got Picard yeah, season Picard three trailer. with all the uh, with all the it's the final season with all the the old crew back in it. And uh, I'm, I'm kind of looking forward to that. The first season was a, was a slow burn for me. Enjoyed the second season. I enjoyed the first season when I sort of kind of got into it. Um, enjoyed second season, so sort of having a short, you know, having the third season and that being the end should be should be quite good. Um, mm. Got Strange New Worlds and Lower Decks apparently are having a crossover at some point, though well, I have not I've not watched Strange New Worlds yet. Um. Apparently, um, Lower Decks is going to have a bit of a crossover with Deep Space Nine as well, which, if true, oh, that'd be so fun. Interesting. Interesting. Interview um, the Vampire had, an, had a trailer, so the, that's a series, isn't it? Uh, I'm not too I'm not too worried on that one. What else? Oh, John oh, Wick. The... John Wick 4. Oh, yes. John Wick that 4. Trailer. I cannot okay. wait. Looking forward to John Wick oh. 4. House of the Dragon. House of the Dragon next month, yep. Yeah. The, uh, the thing. Game of Thrones, um, prequel. Uh, and just, um, yeah, I mean, San Diego Comic Con gave us a lot of, well, as always, it always gives us like, a lot of TV, a lot of trailers and everything else. Uh, there was one absence, which um, apparently there's a few issues regarding uh, behind the scenes. Apparently, San Diego Comic Con was meant to have a Doctor Who panel um, for 
what would be the um, the episode coming up in October, which is the it's the last um, Jodie Whittaker episode. It's the last one written by Chris Chibnall before he steps down. But it's also part of the um, BBC's um, centenary. So it's uh, it's a big episode. It's a big event. But according to what I've been reading a lot online, um, it's apparently an absolute disaster just waiting to be released. There's a there is a lot of rumblings that um, that basically Chris Chibnall was just said, I don't fucking care. I'm I'm doing this how I want it, going against what the BBC are doing. But because the BBC have given him that sign off, that yeah you know, yeah they can't really stop what he's put together. And it's almost like Russell T. Davies is being brought in now, not so much to go, oh, well, you know, let's see if he can bring us a different vision. It's more now he's almost on damage control from what I'm hearing, which is uh, which is not what you want to hear for a show that, you know, you're hoping is going to manage to get onto a new legacy, a new era, um, potentially, you know, with a new doctor getting in a new audience. And it looks like Chris Chibnall's almost letting the show just implode on itself in that final final episode. Um, I will like to comment. The fact is, um, the new Predator film, Prey, Ooh, yeah. was been, has been viewed to an astounding um, response. Apparently, it's been quoted as the best sequel we've had to date. Apparently, you can you can what? watch it in Comanche. Uh, yes, um, that was said at San Diego Saturday. Yeah. Mm. While the Alien TV series has been pushed back to 2023. Uh, uh, not, not a big loss, that one. Um, I suppose I should mention um, another uh, film that is due out uh, in the next couple of um, months that was shown recently, and that's Clerks 3. Yes. From Kevin Smith. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Sorry, forgot to mention that at all. Yeah. A film about making a film. Yeah. Mm. And mm. the film, the original film, a film set on a film based on a film. Fucking fantastic. Only Kev, only Kevin mm. could do <laughs> could do such genius. <laughs> who could make a who could make a sequel hack to this? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. Well, I I, I hope I, you know I'm after his last, and I appreciate. Um, you may disagree with me, but I, I, I think Silent Bob reboot was a bit sort of a bit of a miss for me. You know, as much as I love Kevin Smith, um, I just I, I, I it didn't really do very much for me. Um, so I'm kind of hoping, having like loved Clerks One, Clerks Two, hoping Clerks Three is a is a hit. That we'll we'll see. I, I, I think with um James Silent Bob reboot because me and Josh we saw that um. Back in November 2019, we was front row at the Prince Charles Cinema. Yeah. And um, it was it was a glorious... And Joe, one of my highlights of it was uh, when we first got in there, there was a few, like, the, the promo guys going around, and they went, oh, are you part of, um, you know, whatever fan group or whatever? And Josh just went to me, just say yes to everything. I went, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah of course I am. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, like, you know getting a few little bits saying, oh, yeah, have a free lanyards, you know, oh, have a free, um, I've got like a little, I think, yeah, I've got a little card wallet thing as well. I don't remember where I got that from, but I know I picked that up afterwards. Um, and then, you know, we even got given cake as well, which was uh, you know, all the, <laughs> was it special, all the weird Was things. it special cake? 
No, unfortunately. <laughs> only, well, I, I don't remember how I got home that night. Um, oh, do you know what yeah. it is? No, you know do you know what? what? I, Sorry, sorry, Jojo, no, carry on. No, 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 go, go on, go on. I was going to say, you know what, what, do you know what, the one thing um, that bothered me the most about the Jay and Silent Bob reboot was how emotive uh, Silent Bob was. Um, it, it, it sort of annoyed me slightly because it, it's like Silent Bob <laughs> was always being sort of this character who he's there you enjoy it, but he's like background and you get like once one part in the movie where he'll do something or he'll say something and that's his thing. And it's sort of in the reboot, he was just like super emotive and like, you know, it's like, it's like his facial expressions and stuff all the time. And it was just like, it overplayed who I feel Silent Bob was in the other films and stuff. And I appreciate, you know, he nearly died and maybe he just wants to sort of you know but it's just i think for silent bob especially you, you have to have you know he's very sort of background and then he has that moment and then he's background again and you know if he's sitting there making faces all the time um it, it sort of kind of takes away from his sort of that moment i think <laughs> josh completely disagreeing um, with me but you know <laughs> um, <laughs> Do you, do, you, do you know, Joe, you know what? As much as I really was wanting to give you an answer, I think I've got to leave it to the maestro on this one. I'm. Mm. <laughs> I'm, to, I'm going to fall back into my silent bulb routine and I... just stay quiet because if I open the choke and pull the cord and let this grenade go, oh, it's going to be a while. <laughs> from, from, from what I just saw, Matt, I thought you were giving him an aneurysm then. Yeah, so well, something just try not I, I, to. I've got, out. you know, we'll, we'll we'll see. I'm I'm looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to it. Like, and I didn't hate. Yeah. I didn't hate reboot. It just didn't. It it didn't sort of. Mm. There are certain parts of it. I just did, it didn't really do much for me and stuff. I like certain things, but yeah, it was it wasn't um, as. Uh, it was a bit of a it would have been a mess for me. I think what is really good about it is well, it's not just the. Movie within the movie within the movie. He's wearing his Batman cap on. Yeah, that's it. Shit, it's getting serious now. Um, Fly, fat ass, fly! It's not just movie within the movie bit. It's um, the idea that, you know, given a bit of time's gone by, Kevin Smith is basically going to be telling the story about, you know, how, you know, how he had his heart attack and, um, you know, surviving that. Because you see in the trailer, you know, um, Randall has a heart attack. Do you know what? I, going, you uh, know what? I never, I, ne- I didn't even think about clicking those two things together. I, I, right, I right, 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 right. Do you know why Randall has the heart attack in Clerks 3? No. Because Kevin wrote Randall for him in Clerks. Mm-hmm. Yep. So Randall is basically Kevin in the film. Uh I mean, this is me trying to this is me trying to explain the number thirty-seven to somebody, and it's fucking fascinating every time I do it. It's like, why are you keep using the number thirty-seven? It's how many dicks she sucked in. <laughs> do you know what, man? I um, in I, a was, row? I was in a, I was in a um, I was in a pizza place in Manchester with my ex girlfriend many, 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 many years ago, and um, 
she was being an she was being an absolute dickhead at the time, right? So I was just like, right, and I just watched Clerks and stuff. So I just stood up in the middle of this pizza place. And went, My girlfriend stuck stuck thirty seven dicks. She was absolutely mortified, but it was hilarious because this guy across the way just went in a row. <laughs> I was like, yes, <laughs> in a row, in a row. <laughs> Marilyn, that was for you. <laughs> Oh, yeah. That's, that's been such a good so, yeah. But it's Clerk's Three, I think, is going to be. I'm not going to say the, the closing book of um, the Clerk's saga because I know um, Kevin wanted to go one to do um, Mole Rats 2. Wasn't that meant yes, to be a series? Like... Didn't they want to do Mole no, Rats no, and they no. went to a series or something? No, no, it's an actual film. Twilight of the Mall Rats. Twilight of the Mall Rats. Think Die Hard in the Mall. <laughs> Interesting. So it'll be fun, but um, I know most people who talk about Kevin going about when Moose Jaws is, excuse me, being released, and it's just like, I really want to see Moose Jaws. Jaws, but it's a moose. <laughs> Fucking brilliant. It's Absolutely called, brilliant. It's called Moose Jaws? <laughs> moose Jaws. Moose Jaws. Oh. It's not been made yet, but Moose Jaws. It's like Jaws, but with a moose. Fucking brilliant. Need to see it. <laughs> um, but yeah, I'm I'm looking forward to. I, I know I'm I'm, no, I'm a huge Kevin Smith cuck, but I don't care. Um, I I look forward to anything that Kevin spits out at the moment, and I can't wait for November John Joe for. Um, oh, I Clerks, you what, yeah, Clerks Three yeah, we, in. Yeah. Get in. So yeah, that'll me, be fun. Yeah, me and Josh have already said that as soon as some tickets are going on sale, we're going to be right there, hopefully front row again. Front row uh, again. In the be, church of the master. Yeah. Um, and do you know what? It's one of them things that it's not until you always hear certain stories and it's not until you're actually just like a few feet away from him, you can breathe and you go, oh, yeah, he's he's already stoned. Um, I can smell it on him. <laughs> But oh yeah, he was, um, he was baked by the time he got there. He was smoking outside. It was great. Yeah, but it's like literally um, as soon as he walks into the room, all you hear is for about ten seconds, he's going. I'm just think he's trying to gather the next word in his head. Hey guys, um, like fucking brilliant. Um, like who's there? <sighs> right. I can't believe that's nearly three years ago. Yeah, well, no, time flies, man. Just like it actually feels like every time I talk about, like, I see like you know, San Diego Comic Con, I was like, oh, I was there last year. Oh shit, it wasn't last year. It was like six years ago. And I was just like, <laughs> yeah. And it'll be like the first time I think we've all been together. We'll be at Star Wars celebrations next year. Fingers crossed. Oh yeah, that would be good. Yeah, that would be good. Fingers crossed, though they're being a bit weird about press and think at the minute and stuff. So we'll see. We'll see what happens. Um, well, we could, we would talk about Star Wars now, but there was nothing shown properly at San Diego Comic Con because everything's been left to D twenty three. D twenty three. When's that? So when's D twenty three? September. September. Right. Okay. Right, anyway, we've been on for two hours, and uh, minding the warning that John Joe gave me, 
uh, at the start <laughs> of the podcast that we could probably bang. I on really the... shouldn't have given that warning because I've spoken the fucking most this time, man. So, yeah. well, that's good. Yeah, yeah like I said, you did, you did research. You did your that you know why you know yeah. far away. Good, but it's because it's because if it's something that I know in particular, I can go on to. When it's other things like D and D or Warhammer, I was just like, I'll step back. <laughs> <laughs> No, that's all good. Um, we'll leave. We'll 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 leave it there and stuff because I think there is other things we could probably talk about. But I think Marvel um, are the main, you know the Marvel things are the main sort of kind of crux yeah. of what San Diego Comic Con was about this year. So uh, and we got through all of that with uh, with John Joe's comprehensive list and breakdown <laughs> of everything. So thank you, John Joe. I appreciate that. Yeah. Really good. Um, Nice. Um, blah, 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 blah. Yeah, so we'll leave it there. Um, for tonight, I've been Matt Geary. With me has been John Joe Crossgrove. Take care, everyone. Have a good evening. And Josh Varney. Is it Thursday yet? <laughs> Night, all. <laughs>